You are listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106. Trevor Mander and Kramer Sansone with you, keeping you up to date on all the happenings in the Northwest Missouri sports world, particularly in the high school sports world. As I mentioned, I'm joined by Kramer Sansone. Kramer, a lot going on in the in the sports in the high school sports realm here around northwest missouri it seems like each week there is more and more stuff as we get into september and then we'll roll into october in a couple weeks yeah i know there's a a lot going on uh such as with golf soccer volleyball cross country um i mentioned golf again yeah a lot of golf goes through at the beginning of the day so uh, kids have to get out early and uh, make sure you get to the tees uh, and make sure they actually get their uh, schoolwork done beforehand and yeah yeah, of course there's also football going on too that's no fun to get your schoolwork done Quick look at some of the stuff that's been going on around here in prep sports, starting with golf. The Maryville Ladies Boofhounds, they took home third at the Richmond Invitational last Wednesday. They were led by Emily Long, who shot an 81. Laurel Wickersham tied for 12th and shot a 91. On Thursday, the Spoofhounds shot 180 to LeBron, LeBron, LeBlanc's 212. Central shot a 213, and Lafayette shot a 219. The Spoofhounds took home the quad title at Lake Mazingo. Emily Long, Kylie Dugan, and Hadley Mundorf all shot career lows at Lake Mazingo. Up next for Spoofound Golf at Chillicothe on Thursday, and they will compete in the Midland Empire Conference Tournament on Monday in St. Joe. And Really good for, for Long, Dugan, and Mundorf to all shoot career lows at a golf course that they should be really familiar with. Yeah, it's uh, really good to see uh, see they go out there and they shoot that low, and uh, can only imagine like what they can do going forward on in the season. Got to give them some confidence, and I'm sure they're expecting big things in the conference tournament on Monday. Moving on now to what happened in soccer this week. Uh, the Maryville boys, they won their home opener on Wednesday by a score of 8 to nothing over LeBlanc. They were led by three goals from Thomas DiStefano. Brendan Ware added two. On Monday, the Spoofhounds defeated Savannah 4-1. to DiStefano, he scored all four goals for the Spoofhounds. He uh, had a pretty good week with, with eight combined goals. And on Tuesday, the Spoofhounds dropped a 2-1 heartbreaker to Chillicothe in extra time. Up next for them is a match on Monday against Lafayette. Pretty exciting week. I know I know Tuesday didn't end the way I'm sure they wanted it to. But a pretty exciting week for the Spoofhound boys soccer. And DiStefano had himself a really, really solid couple of matches. There's, uh, there's always a good uh, soccer player for Maryville. I know when I played soccer for Lafayette, um, they always had their – it seemed like everybody on their team but kept can score. And like it's pretty much how this looks like with their team uh, this year as well. Quick look at some of the cross-country action from this past week. The Maryville boys took home fourth as a team last Thursday at the Platte County 5K Invitational. They were paced by Garrett Doomkey's 12th place finish. Up next for them is a meet at the University of Kansas. Not every day do you get to run a Division One school or a Division One facility, but uh, that's going to be kind of interesting for them, and hopefully they can kind of enjoy that experience Some Mother Nature cooperates. Yeah, it's a little different. Uh, you don't see that around here that much. Uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, of course, I'd like to run around uh, the University of uh, Kansas's uh, track. Not track, but their course that they have in the cross country. But, uh, yeah, it's a cool uh, cool setting for them to run around. I don't know that I'd like to run in general, but if I yeah. did, it'd be cool to yeah. run into Division One course. Now, a lot of volleyball action over the, over the past week or so. On Thursday, Maryville Volleyball defeated Lafayette in two sets, 25-23, 25-22. Morgan Steckline had 10 digs and three aces. Serena Sundell had four kills and seven digs, all of which came in the second set. Kelsey Scott had two aces, four kills, and two blocks. Some other Midland Empire Conference scores from Thursday. St. Pius X defeated Benton in two sets. 
Savannah defeated Cameron in three sets, and LeBlanc defeated Chillicothe in two. Some of the scores from the 275 volleyball action on Thursday night. East Atchison defeated Union Star in two sets. Rockport defeated South Holt in two sets, and Nottoway Holt downed Mound City in three. On Monday, Savannah dropped to Fall City Sacred Heart of Nebraska in two sets. And then on Tuesday, Maryville went down to Kansas City and took on Northland Christian. They defeated them in two sets. Serena Sundell had three aces, six kills, and five digs. Kelsey Scott had three kills. Macy Lowe had three kills, one ace, seven assists, and two digs. Vanessa Klotz had five kills. Morgan Steckline added three kills and five digs. And the Spoofounds are now 7-2, and two, and they will next be in action on Thursday when they take, take on Cameron in Cameron, and they will travel to St. Joe on Monday to take on Lafayette again. Some other scores from around the MEC on Tuesday night. Savannah defeated Falls City of Nebraska in four. Bishop LeBlond defeated Lathrop in two. And Chillicothe defeated Cameron in two in the only conference match of the night. Some 275 scores from Tuesday night. East Natchison bested Rockport in three sets. Nottoway Holt beat Union Star in two. And Mound City dropped a non-conference match to Mid-Buchanan in two sets. So really, really good week for Maryville Volleyball. And right now they find themselves off to a 7-2 start. We had Coach Feld on the show last week. Like she said, a really young team, and she's been really proud of how they've progressed. And right now they're they're playing like a team that could really make a run. Yeah, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Um, uh, there's honestly like not much that uh, has faulted them besides those two losses that they had. But uh, if they keep going forward and uh, playing well, I could see them uh, taking the MEC conference with ease. Yeah, and that was their goal coming in is they want to be able to win that conference. And they felt that Lafayette's a really, really good volleyball program. They were able to get the best of them. They're going to have more opportunities this season as well. But right now, Maryville Spoof found off to a 7-2 and start. We talked to their head coach, Marissa Feltlax, last week. We'll try to get her back on the show sometime in the next week or two. Do have a, a couple of coaches lined up for you. Normally, we've had three. Unfortunately, today, due to technical difficulties, we were only able to get two interviews for you. We'll hear from the head football coach at South Holt, Nottoway Holt, Josh Peterson. They picked up their first win of the season last week. Also, we'll talk to the head football coach at North Andrew. That is Dwayne Williams this year. As North Andrew off to a 2-2 two and two start, but uh, they're not hanging their heads right now. There's still a lot of good games left, and we'll talk more about that later on. But let's talk some football, Kramer. Uh, a handful of matchups in the 275. Uh, I believe I counted four of them in total. Make that five. Uh, what happened to the 275 conference on Friday night? So Mount City defeated Southwest Livingston 64-14. to um, uh, S-H-N-H. South Holt, now Holt. If I would have known that, I would have said that properly. South Holt, Nottoway Holt, which I... Uh, I should have spelled it out, and I abbreviated it. It's okay. They defeated Platte Valley 60-12. to Drew uh, Quinlan uh, threw for 313 yards and seven touchdowns. Eric Ottman played ball hawk with four interceptions. That is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah South Holt, Nottoway Holt, as we'll hear from Coach Peterson later, they're pretty straightforward they want to do. They're going to run the spread, and they're going to they're gonna sling it and fling it. They're, they're going to throw the ball 40, 50, if they have to, 60 times a game. And uh, they're going to rely on, on people like Eric Ottman to step forward and make plays. He also had the three touchdowns receiving, so uh, he had a really good day. I think it's safe to say that he was able to find the ball on Friday night. Yeah, he was very able to find the ball on Friday night. Yeah, he looked. Uh, he had a really, really good game, as did Drew Quinlan with seven touchdowns, and they got a matchup coming up this week with DeCab. So Kramer? elsewhere, um, East Atchison uh, defeated DeCab. 50 to 22. Brian Bryson, excuse me, Bryson Bywater had three rushing touchdowns on the night. That wouldn't surprise me him getting the end zone all the time. 
Rockport defeated Northwest Nottaway 56-6 behind the with 159 yards by Joey Heron and Alex Burke threw for 144 yards with three scores. And Brock Martin also had two touchdowns as well on the night as the, the Blue Jays are going to take on East Etchison this Friday. So it's going to be a good game, good conference game for uh, for the two teams. Oric beat Stewartsville 72-26 to in a non-conference action. Big matchup in Tarkio this week. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the show. A quick look at your 275 conference standings right now. Rockport, they're technically at top of the standings with a 4-0 record in conference play and overall. Mountain City, the other unbeaten team in the 275, they're 4-0 with a 3-0 conference record. Southwest Livingston, 3-1 in both overall play and conference play, as is East Atchison. Stewartsville is 1-3 overall and 1-2 in conference play. South Holt, Nottoway Holt, 1-3 overall and 1-2 in conference play. Platte Valley is 1-3 overall and 1-3 in conference play. DeCab and Northwest Nottoway, they're both looking for their first conference wins. DeCab is 1-3 overall with a conference record of 0-3. And, and Northwest Nottoway is 0-4, all four of those losses coming in conference play. Kramer, you were in Rockport on Saturday or Friday night. I don't know if you were there Saturday night. I know you were there Friday nights for their matchup with uh, Northwest Nottoway. Just talk about kind of what, what you saw from Rockport going into what's going to be a big week for them. Um, uh, what I saw on Friday was they were running the ball effectively, and they also had their passing game for the first time, like actually working. It's been a while since uh, since uh, Burke threw for that much yards, and uh, the fact that he connected with Brock Martin twice for a touchdown. He also got one with Will Oswald as well. Um, uh, for this week coming forward against East Atchison, they just have to uh, make sure they score. They, they just need to score every single time they are um, uh, driving down the field. And then, uh, yeah, they could easily pull off a win this uh, coming Friday. Well, tonight. Yeah, that's going to be a big game in Tarkio. Kramer will be in DeCab for South Holt, Nottoway Holt against DeCab. As I mentioned, we talked to the head football coach at South Holt, Nottoway Holt, Mr. Josh Peterson. He was kind enough to join us earlier on this week. So, why don't we hear from the old ball coach at South Holt, Nottoway Holt? You're listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106. You're listening to this week in high school sports on KZLX 106.7. Time now for a coach's corner. For this one, we're going to go a little bit south and pick in the 275 conference the head football coach of the South Holt, not only Holt Spartan, Josh Peterson. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Just kind of talk about the, the first four games of the season so far for you guys. Uh, well, what do you know about your team right now? Um, well, we're young. I do know that. Um, you know, with that kind of comes, uh, some gaps, um, um, in your play, but, you know, I think we're, uh, we're getting to the point now where, where we're getting those fixed, you know, our first three weeks or the, the first third of the season, when you start off playing the defending state champions who are just as good as I think they were last year, um, you know, that, that that's a tough game to open up with. Southwest Livingston's probably going to, um, you know, finish second in our conference. Um, um, then, you know, we play East Atchison, who is going to be another top three team in our conference. And then we got, uh, you know, we went over to Platte Valley and, and, you know, finally got that first one of the season. But, you know, with, with the youth, I've seen good things out of us. Um, our offense. You know we're able to score points. Um, we've got we've got speed. We've got a good quarterback. Uh, 
you know, our, our running backs have, have been stepping up. So offensively, we're doing pretty good. Defensively, we, you know, we kind of came to against Platte Valley. And uh, I think when we gave up like 100, about 120 yards of total offense, I'd still like to see tackling get better. But, you know, like I said, with, with, with those opening three games, we knew it was going to be tough, especially with the youth that we have. You know, I think we're starting three sophomores and a freshman. So, uh, you know, we're just, we're young, but there's, there's positive things ahead, uh, for the season, I believe. You mentioned the, the really tough schedule you guys had the first three games, maybe the toughest in all of eight man. And <laughs> do you think this is something that maybe can help your team later on in the season, given that they had to overcome adversity early on? Yeah. I think, you know, once we saw those, um, you know, this isn't a knock on, on some of the other teams that we'll face because, you know, we still have to play Mound City. But, um, you know, I think from here on out, we're, we're pretty much even with, with any team that we, that we, that we play. And, uh, you know, like I said, those first three games, those were, that was tough for anybody. I had a couple people ask me, um, you know, we've, we've had Worth County week one since the co-op has started. And I've had several people ask me after week one, you know, they kind of put it on us. They said, you know, why would you schedule that game? And my response was, why wouldn't you? You know, just, just that, that's the mentality of, you know, do you play in week one or do you look to forward playing in week 14 if, if you're playing them deep into the playoffs? So, you know, I don't want to load, um, you know, that, that non-conference, we get one non-conference game. I don't want to play, you know, a team that I know that, you know, we're just going to pad stats and, and get a victory against. Now winning is nice, but, you know, I want I want to get the best teams on our schedule to to see where these kids are at. You know, just happens that week one is the defending state champion, but we're not going to back down from those games, and then we'll continue to schedule. I, I hate to go back, but looking at that Worth County game, one thing that sticks out to me is you guys were able, even with a with a young team against the powerhouse like that, you guys hung with them for about a quarter or so. Did that maybe give you guys some confidence going forward the rest of the season, saying, "Hey, you know, we can hang with these teams." Yeah, and and that's the thing is, um, you know, against against Worth County and even against Southwest Livingston, you know, uh, our first two games, I think we had uh, the equivalent to probably seven or eight touchdowns that we didn't convert, uh, either an overthrow, an underthrow, an interception, a fumble, something that that enabled us to score where the receiver was open or, you know, we we had just. Just things didn't go our way, I guess. But, you know, that's part of football. We're not going to make excuses. But, you know, we convert those. We probably left 20 points off the board against Worth County, which, you know, that makes it a 70 to 50-some, 40-some game. And then Southwest Livingston, our first three out of our four uh, possessions were, you know, a turnover, fumble, fumble, turnover. So, and those were at like the two and one yard line. So, I mean, Things just didn't really go our way the first two weeks, but like I said, our offense, we're able to score. We just, we've left points off the board with our inability to finish drives, but you know, an eight man, if you, you know, get <laughs> to track me. So if you can score points, you're, you're going to win. And you know, our, we're, we're very capable of putting up 50 to 60 every game. Should have. It's just, you know, a few things here and there have not gone our ways, which have enabled us to get to that 50 plus mark. You mentioned that you have a, a kind of a younger team than you're accustomed to. Who are some of those guys that have been stepping up for you this season? Uh, well, a quarterback. You know, I don't know. I haven't put all of our stats in yet, but he's thrown for about 1,200 yards through four games. So, 
I think he went for, well, he's gone for 300 in every conference game, and then he went for about 200. I think it was 160, 170 against West County. So, you know, our quarterback, he's, he's at almost 1200 yards passing with, I think, an 18 to 7, about a, you know, about a 3 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio, which is nice. I'd like those interceptions to get down, but with as much as we throw the ball, that's going to happen. We've got, Sophomore receivers and tight ends that are stepping up, you know, Dylan Schutz, uh, Dallas Nowling. Um, you know, we are, we're starting a freshman guard, uh, right guard. Uh, and then, you know, it's our center is a junior, our left guard's a senior. Um, and then our two, our two big, big play guys, Reagan and, Reagan and Eric, there are other two seniors. So, you know, we're sitting with three seniors, three juniors, and then everybody else is freshmen and sophomores. Kind of at the, the halfway point of the season, I guess this week will be week five, so it'll be past halfway. But is there any one particular thing you think you guys need to get better at going down the stretch to to be a threat in the postseason? Defensively, and not not defensively entirely, just our tackling. Um, we're just we just don't finish tackling. You know, it's as simple as that sounds. That's what we need to work on because we've had we've had stops where we just don't finish. So I mean like if we could if we could finish tackling, I I think that would you know, that's a difference right there in maybe one or two of our losses. If we tackle against East Anderson, I think we're in it. If we tackle against Southwest, I think we're in it. Um Worth County that was a different story because they had about a hundred to two hundred pounds a man on us across the board. So yeah, we tried to tackle. We were just bouncing off. So, I mean, you know, those those other two games, those two conference games that we had lost, I think, you know, if we tackle better in those games, we're in it. In talking to some of the other coaches around the 275 over the last couple of weeks, I've kind of got the vibe that maybe this conference is a little bit tougher than the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I think it's a lot more even. You know, I think Southwest is pretty good. That Anderson kid down there, he's he's a beast. Um you know, East Atchison, they've got the, that Bryce, Bryce and Bywater. They got a freshman, uh, kind of like a halfback split back. They're for Mac and McAdams. Uh, you know, they're going to be good. Mount City's got a bunch of kids. Rockport will still be decent. You know, even we're, we're not what our record indicates. So, I mean, I know people look at, oh, they're one and three and they beat Platte Valley. They can't be that good. We're better than what our, than what our record indicates. It's just like I said, you know, when you start that many young kids, it takes, Two or three weeks to get to get your you know to get your groove. Unfortunately, we're kind of on a downhill slide of our schedule with uh, you know Platte Valley, DeCabin, and Stewartsville. Um, three games that I think we should that we should win going into Mound City, which will be tough, and then Rockport, which will be tough, and then we finish with Northwest Nottoway. So, you know, I said if we could go, I'd like to go five and one um, in these next you know the, counting from last week. If we could go five and one in these this middle to last third of our season, you know, I think we're going to get a two seed in our district. So, yeah, our, con- our conference is a lot heavier at the top than it has been in the past. So, you know, it's it's, it's good competition. You mentioned uh, three upcoming games you guys will most likely be favored in, and then you get two big ones with Rockport and Mountain City. How important is it for, for your team to not overlook these next couple of weeks uh, with Rockport and Mountain City at the end of the year? Um, it's, it's crucial. I mean, you know, as a coach, you sit here and you kind of, at the beginning of the season, you kind of, uh, you know, bullet games and say, here's, yes, this one should be a win. This one, you know, I, as a coach, we say should, uh, instead of not be could, because, you know, it can go both ways, but you, you kind of just pencil or circle some games that you're, 
yeah, we should win this game. We should win this game. Those two games against Mount City and um, Mount City and Rockport, those those are going to be huge. You know, I don't want to take anything away from DeKalb because I tell the kids, hey, we focus on this week's game. But, you know, if we get this one taken care of and next one, that Mount City game, I think, will set the tone for the rest of the season. If we can get Mount City, we should be on a pretty good rise. You know, that would have been our fourth straight win going into Rockport where we've struggled the last two years against them. Um, you know, and then going into Northwest Nottoway, who I don't know if they've won a game yet or not. So, I mean, those those two games uh, to start that last third of the season, you know, one with Mount City, if we get that one, that would be huge. Um, and then if we could, you know, get the Rockport game and we could go into uh, week nine, sitting five and three after a 0-3 start, I think, you know, the kids would, would have a totally different look, totally different demeanor uh, heading into districts. Looking ahead to this week, you guys have the cab. They've had a, a pretty tough schedule themselves, too. They played Southwest Livingston close, and they hung with Rockport for a while, but they also find themselves kind of teetering on that 500 range. So what do you expect from them, and what's it going to take to beat them Friday night? Yeah, and, and you know, that's what, we had, uh, what we've been talking about here is we're not overlooking the cab. You know, they're, they're a lot better than they were last year. Um, you know, they're big. They, they run the ball, uh, so... You know, we're again tackling. We're going to have to be able to tackle. We're we're probably not going to be favored in the weight category in most of the games that we play. So, um, you know, we we have to be fundamentally sound. We have to be able to break down and tackle. And then offensively, you know, it's it's no secret what we're going to do. We're going to spread the ball out and we're going to throw it 50, 60 times, and you know, just continuously try to wear them down with dink and dunks and dink and dunks. And you know, I think last week our you know Drew was sixteen to twenty three for. 310 and six touchdowns. So, I mean, that's, those are the numbers that – those are like Tecmo Super Bowl numbers that you want to put up. And if, if we can continue to do that, you know, I think our offense is going to be successful. But, you know, defensively we have to tackle. If we can get stops, you know, I have the utmost faith in our offense to be able just to, you know, spread it and throw. And, and really that's on anybody not taking away from other teams' defenses because we've been able to do it all season, um, you know, and against three pretty good teams to begin with. We're throwing for 250 plus a game with anywhere from four to six touchdowns. So, you know, our spread works. Um, it's just defensively we have to be able to tackle. Talking to Josh Peterson, the head coach of the South Wolf, not away full Spartans. They will take on the PCAB on Friday night. Coach, thank you for your time and best of luck Friday night and the rest of the season. And we'll talk to you down the road. You bet. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. We're going to take a real quick break. You're listening to this week in high school sports on X106. Welcome back to This Week in High School Sports on X106. Trevor Mater, Kramer Sandstone here with you, recapping all the action going on in Northwest Missouri at high school athletics, where we previewed or recapped, I should say, the 275 conference and talked to the head football coach at South Holt, Nottoway Holt, Josh Peterson. So why don't we transition over on into the Grand River Conference and look at what went on Friday night. Top-ranked Stanbury defeated St. Joe Christian 58-8 on Friday night. Cole Darbin threw for two touchdowns and added two on the ground. Trey Schieber also added three scores. Worth County blanked Albany by a score of 50 to nothing. Jacob New threw just two passes, but both were touchdowns. And Caleb Parman added 166 yards and three scores on the ground. North Andrew will hear from their head coach, Dwayne Williams, here in just a little bit. They defeated Osceola by a score of 70-24. to Jaden Baker had 188 rushing yards and two scores. Ryan Wilmes found the end zone four times, and Logan Hughes racked up 
102 yards and two scores on 15 carries. A big matchup in King City last Friday night between Pattonsburg and King City. This one went to the Panthers of Pattonsburg as they defeated King City 76-30. Stephen Wilhite threw for five touchdowns and added two with his legs. Trevor Ireland caught three of those touchdowns. Cameron Jones caught two of them. Brett Eming and Dakota Eaton found the end zone as well. And in non-conference play, Bramer dropped a 60-6 decision to North Shelby. Quick look at your Grand River Conference standings right now. Stanbury is 4-0 with a conference record of 4-0. Pattonsburg 4-0 with a conference record of 4-0. Worth County 4-0 with a conference record of 2-0. King City 2-2 overall, 1-2 in conference play. They will travel to Grant City to take on Worth County this week. North Andrew 2-2 overall, 1-2 in conference play. Albany 1-3 overall, 0-2 in conference play. St. Joe Christian 0-3 overall and in conference play. And Bramers 0-4 overall with a conference record of 0-2. Kramer, when you look at the GRC, uh, what sticks out to you this past weekend? Uh, what's Honestly, it's just the, the, the teams that keep on winning, such as Stanbury, Pattonsburg, Worth County, and uh, as they're all of undefeated still in the season. And with this week to come is a, a huge week for uh, the Grand River Conference. Uh, yeah, a couple of really big matchups. Stanbury, Pattonburg. Stanbury, Pattonsburg. One of those two teams will stay undefeated. One of them will suffer their first loss. Worth County, King City. So you got the top four right now in the conference. They're going to be doing it out with each other this week. And then really kind of going forward, too. Because if you're Worth County, you've still got Stanbury. You've still got Pattonsburg. You've got North Andrew as well. Don't count them out. A, a young team. We talked to Coach Dwayne Williams here uh, earlier on, and we'll hear that interview in a moment. But uh, they're a team that I wouldn't want to count either. In the way the districts line up, that's a team that could maybe make a late postseason surge. So uh, the GRC is always an entertaining conference to watch. I know I was kind of curious at the beginning of the season who would come out of it. I figured either Stanbury or Worth County won. But uh, don't count out King City or Pattonsburg so far. Just know at the end of this, uh, at end, end, end of tonight, uh, there's going to be only a possible chance of just one team being undefeated in this conference. That is a strong possibility. And then, like I said, this is an exciting conference to watch as we are just past halfway through the high school football season as week five. Will, well, week five will officially put it past halfway. As I mentioned, we talked to the head football coach at North Andrew, Dwayne Williams. They've had a powerhouse program over the last handful of years, but uh, kind of a new situation there. Williams inheriting that program this year. Cardinals, they've won a week. They lost week one, won week two, lost week three, and they won week four. They're looking to go back-to-back this week when they take on Chill Howie. So when we hear from the head football coach for the North Andrew Cardinals, Dwayne Williams on This Week in High School Sports. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106 Times Now for another Coach's Corner. For this one, we're going to go just down south to the area of Rosendale and talk to the head football coach, the North Andrew Cardinals, Dwayne Williams. Coach, how's it going today? Doing good, doing good. Good. Did you kind of talk about uh, what you know from your team so far about halfway through the season? You guys currently stand at 2-2. Two and two. What have you learned? Well, um, for starters, uh, how tough they are. Our, our summer was hard. Uh, we, we, we lifted and we ran and we got ourselves in, in, in really good condition and when I inherited the team, they, they, that was a shortcoming. They, they had kind of let themselves go. They hadn't lifted and, and we started a, a process through the summer that's really paid off for us this season with our conditioning and, and how hard we work and, and those kind of things. And that's, that's resulted in some good football for us. Talk about last week's win over Osceola. You guys, you had a handful of players that really stepped up. Uh, what did you like from your team last Friday? 
Well, the main thing I saw from us was the second half where we came out and, and outscored them 46-6. to six. And, you know, it was a tight game there in the first half. We, we kind of had some miscues and a little bit of trouble hanging on to the football and, and kind of gave a few a few drives away that we can't really afford to do. But uh, in the second half, you know, they – and we didn't scream and yell at them or anything like that. We just we just kind of put it on them and said, you know, this you kind of created this mess that we're in a little bit here at halftime, and you've got to get yourselves out of it. And, and they did that. They they did it up front by blocking and and uh, and running the ball well, and then hanging on to it, which is a, which is a key part of it. So they did a great job in the second half. You guys have played a pretty tough schedule. You've won a week, lost a week, won a week, and lost a week, coming back and forth. What's it going to take to maybe string together a couple of wins and get some consistency? Well, for us, it's it's turnovers and um, and tackling better. I mean, some of our problems that we've created for ourselves in those losses is is because we're we're, we're not tackling them very well. So uh, we've we've put an emphasis on that the last few weeks, and we're getting better at it. And and uh, you know, playing good football is the key. Uh, we can't we can't always control how good our opponents are going to be. So you know, we've got Stanbury coming up and Worth County coming up here in a few weeks, and those are pretty tall tall mountains to climb for us. But at the same time. Our goal is just to play a little bit better each week, and when those games come along, you know, we want to be playing our best football and, and see what happens. North Andrews has been a perennial power throughout the, the history of eight-man football recently here in Missouri, and a lot of names come to mind when you think of North Andrews. But who are some of the names that kind of have been paving the way this year? Uh, up front for us, um, you know, uh, Cy Black and, and Hunter Grimes and, and Wyman Wheeler have really done a great job for us up front, and and, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Grimes and Mr. Wheeler, they, they don't have a lot of playing experience. They're just juniors, and we've asked a lot of them. And uh, in our backfield, uh, Logan Hughes, he's a senior. Uh, he's a name that people know, and, and he's done a great job for us at fullback. And then uh, we've got a, a two-quarterback system we kind of run with, with Jaden Baker and, and McKinley Lillard. And those guys have really done a great job of learning the offense, uh, uh, spreading the ball around a little bit and, you know, we're kind of a three-headed running attack and try not to have one guy that teams can focus on and, and, uh, so Ryan Wilmus has also done a great job for us out of the backfield and, and defensively it, it's, you know, our, ta- our nose tackle Caleb Chittum's just done a great job. He's a sophomore and, and he's really still learning how to play the game of football and, uh, Logan Hughes at linebacker and then Jaden Baker's, uh, honestly, I think one of the two or three best defensive backs in, in eight man. And he's just done a great job for us. He had a pick six against Pattonsburg for, you know, 78-yard pick six in a, in a tough, tight game that really kept us in the game in the first half. So, North Andrews been a perennial power in Class 8, man, for quite some time. Maybe not the start that people would envision for you guys. But uh, just kind of what are the expectations finishing the season? We want to be the best team that we can be by the end. And we kind of started that this summer with, with the way we were – uh, talking with the kids and, and, and the program we're trying to put in is we, we kind of knew we were starting, kind of starting over a little bit. A lot of young guys playing, a ton of sophomores playing. Um, and so we wanted to just keep getting better every week so that by week nine, week 10, week 11, hopefully, uh, we're a team that, that nobody wants to play. And that's kind of our goal. Um, get, get things rebuilt. We, we had to put a whole new foundation in basically. And it's, it's taken some time and we knew it was going to take time and the players knew that. And so they bought in wholeheartedly and, and each week we're just trying to be a little bit better, and, and hopefully by, by week 10, 11, 12, or wherever we're at, that, that we're a team that, that's playing the best football that we can play. Talk about this conference. Uh, you guys have already seen King City and Pattonsburg. You know, unfortunately, you guys it didn't end the way you wanted to, but you still got some tough matchups with uh, Worth County and Stanbury. I don't have to tell you that this conference is uh, really difficult. 
It is. It's, it's kind of a murderer's row, if you might, if you will, um, of teams. And, and I don't discount Albany. I've seen them on film as well, and they're playing really good football. Their, their record of one and three is not not indicative of how well they're playing right now. And so they, they've had a similar tough schedule like us. They've had to play all the big boys to start, and, and plus Mound City out of 275 over there, who's who's got a really good football team as well. And um, we're hoping, and what we keep stressing to our players is, you know. We are playing a tough schedule, but so is everyone else in our conference. And uh, the goal is that we'll take that tough schedule to make us better. So when we get in some district matchups, you know, maybe we're playing teams that haven't had to, to, to play the schedule that we've played, and that's going to benefit us in the end. And, and uh, you know, the schedule is what it is, and, and you know, we want to play good teams. And, you know, winning winning an eight-man, you know, big scores and all those kind of things, those are fun once in a while. But in the end, you, you want to play the good teams and see where you stand, where you stack up against those. Looking ahead to this week, you guys uh, take on Chilhowee. Uh, what do you expect from them, or what have you seen, and what's it going to take to beat them? You know, we don't have a lot of information on them. You know, they don't they don't do huddle or, or trade film uh, typically like the other teams do. And from down south, they, we do have a common opponent with Osceola, and so we've seen a little bit of, of them. Um, you know, they've got a real nice quarterback, and and they run the ball real well. They run a lot of unbalanced and. and they try to get, they just try to run downhill at you and they've had some success doing that against teams and, um, you know, they're going to be a tough matchup for us. And we, we have the distractions of homecoming this week, which always, they, they send every coach in the country, uh, nervous because there's always things going on that you can't control. And, and, uh, but, uh, we expect to show how to show up and play good football. Talking to Dwayne Williams, the head football coach at North Andrew, the Cardinals. Off to a two and two starts, they will take on Chilhowee this week. Coach, thank you for your time and best of luck Friday and the end of the season. We'll talk to you down the road. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that's Dwayne Williams, head football coach at North Andrew. We're going to take a real quick break. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106. Welcome back to This Week in High School Sports. Once again, I'm Kramer Sanson alongside with Trevor Mater. We are uh, talking high school football right now. We talked about the 275 Conference and the Grand River Conference. So let's uh, take a look in the Midland Empire Conference, the MEC, kicking it off as Maryville defeated St. Pius 56-0. Ben Walker threw two touchdowns, both of which were caught by Tate Oglesby. Eli Dallas uh, found the end zone twice on the ground, and Tyler Houchin added a score as well. Looking over to Chillicothe, defeated Cameron 34-8. Savannah defeated Lafayette 65-28. And Benton defeated LeBlond 39-14. As uh, some uh, standings are shaping up in the MEC right now, as uh, first right now, tied with first place right now, is Maryville and Savannah. They're both 2-0 in the conference. Lafayette, Benton, and Chillicothe, and St. Pius the 10th are tied at third as they all are 1-1 one one in the MEC. And then Bishop LeBlond and Cameron are tied for seventh as they are 0-2 in the MEC. So it's a little little bit of a dogfight right now for the entire MEC conference of the standings-wise. So uh, there's a lot going on here. Uh, Trevor, uh, what, what's honestly this past week has stood up to you the most uh, during the MEC battles? Um, when I look at this now, Maryville, their third consecutive shutout, you know, they beat Harrisonville, then they went out and they beat Chilcopy, and they come out and they beat St. Pius the 10th as well. They have not allowed a point since they allowed 38 to Blair Oaks back on their in their opener. Um, Chilcopy, they're able to get their first win of the season. Cameron drops their second in a row, and then the one that really sticks out to me is Savannah. I mean, taking it to what I think is a pretty good Lafayette team. I thought, you know, maybe the top two in the MEC might be Maryville and Lafayette, but I think now you got to throw Savannah in there. 
They uh, they went out a couple weeks ago against LeBlanc and put up 83 points, and then come out and put 65 up against Lafayette. So they've averaged over 70 points the last two games. We uh, we tried to catch up with their head football coach Randy Schrader. Unfortunately, technical difficulties on our end forced us to to not be able to air that. So I apologize for that, and hopefully we can catch up with him down the road. But right now, uh, just two conference games in, so it's kind of tough to gauge where all these teams are. You know, I think given the history. And the way they're playing right now, you got to think Maryville's probably the favorite. But, I mean, Savannah and Lafayette are right there now, too. And with the way Savannah was able to take care of Lafayette this past week, you know, maybe the Savages will have something for Maryville when, they come to, when Maryville comes down there in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's also a great rivalry game for uh, for the Spoof Hounds and the Savages. That'll be a great game. Hopefully they're both are still, uh, still undefeated in the MEC Conference. So that game will actually mean a lot more than it usually does. But, uh, yeah, Maryville's looking really strong. But Savannah did shock me against Lafayette. I course Lafayette grad I thought Lafayette would win it but I mean you can't always think that and it's also been f- almost five years of me being away from Lafayette so yeah the ABC is looking how it usually does uh, as always yeah you know the last couple of years we've seen Maryville Lafayette throw chill coffee in there as well um, Cameron's still looking for their first conference win they did pick up two wins to start the season they will host Maryville this week so it's gonna be a tough task for them to pick up their first win of the season um, Kramer, why don't we just go ahead and kind of jump right into to looking ahead to this upcoming week. Uh, got a total of 13 football games that we're going to be paying attention to in the upcoming week. So why don't we start with the 275 Conference? Yeah, as a 275 Conference, Rockport is uh, taking on East Atchison at East Atchison. It's going to be a, one of a great game uh, to watch and listen to. Uh, South Holt, Nottaway Holt's taking on DeKalb. Uh, North Shelby is at Platts Valley. Northwest Nottaway is at Mound City, and Southwest Livingston is at Stewartsville for the 275 schedule. Quick look at the Grand River Conference. King City will travel to Worth County. Pattonsburg and Stanbury, a battle of undefeateds. They will take battle on Friday night in Stanbury. St. Joe Christian is at Albany, and Chilhowie travels to North Andrew for a non-conference battle. In the Midland Empire Conference, Maryville is at Cameron. Savannah is at Benton, Chillicothe is at St. Pius X, and Bishop LeBlanc will travel to Lafayette. Kramer, when you look at this this schedule, 13 games on the schedule, is there any one particular game that, that you're really excited about? Uh, uh, Stanberry versus Pattonsburg, that's, uh, that GRC. I, I am invested into this uh, conference even more after every single week. I just want to see who can take the top reign as the leader of the GRC, and also... Rockport at East Atchison. That's going to be a tough game for both sides. They both are a high-scoring offense, and uh, they are very capable of putting up a lot of points and uh, being neck-to-neck neck neck the entire time. This one is really interesting to me because Rockport, the last it's a big rivalry between Tarkio, East Atchison consists of Tarkio and Fairfax. It's a, it's a, a co-op. Tarkio and Rockport are about eight miles apart, and they've been rivals going way, way back. And... It always means something. They call it the Atchison County Super Bowl. And um, the last couple of years, Rockport has really been able to take it to East Atchison. So there's, there, I think there's kind of a sense that I've got that this is a year that East Atchison maybe has something for Rockport. And that something might be a young man by the name of Bryson Bywater who has just been going absolutely absurd each and every week. And Rockport's got themselves a really good defense, but uh, – I think the the matchup of offenses is going to be really entertaining to watch on Friday night in Tarkio. And even with the the Abbott brothers, uh, either if they play or not, I'm pretty sure there'll probably be a game time decision during this. Uh, 
Rockport hopes for them to play, but, I mean, if health concerns are in the way, you want to think of health as safety first. But uh, even with them out, uh, the running back core and the defense core is still still stellar for uh, Rockport. Yeah, that's going to be a really exciting game. We're going to try to get the winner, the winning coach from that one on next week. We will try our hardest to get either Ross Hastert or Aaron Barron's whichever coach comes out victorious. That one's a, a toss-up. I, I honestly have no clue which one I, way I think that could go. They and can't then, end in ties. No, thank goodness. No, I think it won't end in a tie. And then I'm with you. The Pattonsburg-Stanbury matchup. Um, Pattonsburg, they've been building towards us. We had their head coach, Chase Roberts, on the show last week. He said, I'm not going to lie. We talk about our long-term goals. We we talk about our goals. We want to be one of the last teams playing at the end of the year. But to do that, you got to beat Stanbury. you got to beat Worth County. you got to beat North Andrew. Well, they already beat North Andrew. Now the next test is Stanbury, and I think this is a game that if Pattonsburg's able to go in and get the win, and I'm not going to call it an upset because I don't think it's an upset if they, if they win, that might make them the favorite in the state. If they can go into Stanbury, I mean, you've still got to get past Worth County, but that might make them the new favorite in the state to get to the state title game. And the way their district lines up, looking at it, I think there's a really, really good shot they end up getting to the state semifinal. Um, that is going to be an exciting matchup. On Saturday, on Friday, and I don't know why I keep saying Saturday. I think all these Saturday games they pushed back a couple weeks ago maybe messed with my scheduling a little bit. <laughs> but uh, that is one I'm super excited for. And uh, in the MEC, I, I want to see. I think I think Savannah Benton is probably the most intriguing matchup out of these, and maybe Chillicothe St. Pius the 10th. I want to see uh, what what Cameron can do with Maryville if Maryville allows any points. I mean, they have it in three weeks, so maybe Cameron's a team that can do it. And also how Lafayette bounces back after after getting blown out by Savannah last week. So why don't we take a look at the uh, the fine folks at Straight Up Sports each and every week. They compose a Missouri eight-man ranking. So why don't we take a look at those right now. They have Stanbury ranked one, Worth County two, Mound City three, Pattonsburg four, King City five, Southwest Livingston six, Rockport seven, East Atchison eighth, North Andrew ninth, and Warwick tenth. Kramer, you agree? You disagree with these rankings? What do you? Um, uh, honestly, I feel like King City is way too high up there in the fifth. Maybe be the nine or ten. Or North Andrews fine, but I'd say move East Atchison, Rockport, and Orc up. They uh, those are just three teams right there that are playing uh, outstanding right now. And the fact that Rockport's four and zero in their seventh, I yeah, it's I don't know. It, I, I, and it's also if you go try to go by points wise, they should already be up there anyways. They score a lot of points too. If I had to rank them, and I don't, this is, you know, I guess their their job or what they do, I I would probably, having seen the box scores and having seen Worth County last year and what they lost and listening to, to Coach Peterson from South Holt and Ottaway Holt earlier this this show, they played them earlier on the year, and like he said, this team might be better than last year's team. They've ran over everybody. I would probably go Worth County 1, Stanbury 2, I believe in Pattonsburg. And I would probably go Pattonsburg, Mound City, and then you could pro- I would probably throw Rockport in at five, King City six, Southwest Livingston seven, East Atchison eight, Orc nine, North Andrew ten. So I mean, just kind of a little flipping and flopping, and this stuff will all sort itself out um, as far as the rankings. And most of these coaches and players, they they try to go out of their way to to pay no attention to these uh, rankings these and rankings, rightfully so. These rankings don't honestly don't mean anything. They mean no, they, they mean nothing. It just depends on who wins the game that night. That's all yeah. that matters. And like I said, coaches will go out of their way to make sure that they don't pay attention to these cuz Stanbury's number 1 right now. 
but they still got they still play Worth County, still play Pattonsburg. It doesn't matter what the rankings are; those are two really tough teams, two really good teams that are gonna are gonna clock in and bring their lunch pail and want to go to work and and get the best of them. So, I mean, you could kind of probably interchange them anyway. All that really matters is who's playing in November mm-hmm. for the state title. So, yeah. you're very one hundred percent right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I believe that's pretty much everything we've got for this episode of This Week in High School Sports. We'll be back at you next week with another one. We're going to try to get some coaches lined up. As I said, we're going to try to get the winner of the Atchison County Super Bowl. Also probably here from the head football coach at Maryville, Matt Webb. But until then, for X106 Sports, this has been Trevor Mater and Kramer Sansone.